0: ADP knows anything you hear, anything you don't hear, anything you kind of heard, anything you weren't supposed to hear and now have to pretend like you didn't, can change the world of work. From HR to payroll, ADP designs forward-thinking solutions to take on the next anything.
1: Today in Watching Your Wealth, should you treat your kids equally or equitably? This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, where you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Michael Sonnenfeld is founder and chairman at Tiger 21, an investment group for the ultra-wealthy. Welcome, Michael. Thank you. Michael, so first, what's the difference between treating your children equally and treating them equitably?
0: So there are many reasons why uh, one child might appear to be more deserving, perhaps in their own mind, than their sibling. And when the parent uh, decides to, while they're alive or in their will, treat children differently because they believe that's equitable but not equal, it can lead to all sorts of problems unless handled uh, very, very carefully. You know, a simple example would be two children, one working very successful, the other struggling, the parents parent says the struggling child uh, needs extra help, so I'm going to leave them more in the will than the successful child. That would be a good example. So
1: I want to say I want to talk to you about why that's a problem. But I guess just to clarify, equally is more, you know, dollar for do- dollar, I'll give you something, and then equitably is just, you know, I'll give you a dollar, but you might have a little bit more financial trouble, so I'll give you $10 just so we kind of paint the picture. But So why why is that a problem, what you just laid out? So
0: most fundamentally, when children uh, receive an inheritance that's different than a sibling, it's almost always translated into a lack of love. It's a most fundamental emotion. And when people think about their childhood and all of a sudden their parent dies and leaves a sibling more, for the rest of their life, they can be perplexed or worse about whether they were really equally loved. So there's some strategies uh, and reasons why parents might not want to treat kids equally, but it takes a lot of work and a lot of preparation to get it to go right.
1: Okay, so I want to talk about how it can go right, but I just want to go back to the heirs the for a second because I would think, you know, if you have a brother with a disability or you have a, a, bro, a sibling with an addiction – and they don't get the same amount you're getting when your parent dies wouldn't you sort of logically say like okay this makes sense
0: yeah so there's some very obvious examples where you have physical or mental disabilities of any sort or any kind of special disease or special needs and parents leave a trust fund or something uh, for the child in need Uh, that's sort of obvious Uh, although when you're talking about large amounts of wealth Uh, If you have a large estate, even if you leave it equally to all of your children, if the estate is large enough, then it's big enough to satisfy the needs of the special needs kids. I'm really dealing with the emotional fallout that children feel when they feel not equally loved. And on the other hand, there's lots of very legitimate reasons why you might not want to do that. If I can give you a couple examples, um, some families believe in public service, and so they want to leave a special fund that supports whichever of their children go into public service. Uh, another example would be a family that has a family farm, and one of the kids stays to continue to run the family farm, and there's a special subsidy Uh, to maintain the family farm and another common example would be families who believe in their children going into the clergy and so they uh, so they leave a special fund for that but in each of those three cases the way that works successfully is when the values of the families are talked about repeatedly over the children's lives the importance of either public service or religious service the family farm. And that's really the number one lesson, which is when you treat children disequally, even though you believe that's equitable, it works when it's consistent with long-held, often-discussed family values that children are brought up with and then understand in the context of the way they're treated in the will.
1: That's a great point that you say it repeatedly. I think you used that word repeatedly. So they're hearing it as they grow up. They're not just hearing it the moment you die and they're in the lawyer's office and finding out exactly what's in it, what are the assets and who's getting what and that there's already some potential long-term resentment, and then you're just adding to it because you haven't communicated. Sure. So having that communication is really key. How else can we avoid emotional fallout? So this long-term education, communication, what else can we do to avoid emotional fallout if we're not leaving things dollar for dollar?
0: Well, it's it's all about communication, and it's really about walking the walk. In other words, uh, there's obviously cases where Parents are um, upset with decisions children have made, whether it's careers they've gone into or spouses they've married or how they've raised their children or maybe lifestyle issues. And for all of those reasons, if when the parent dies and there's not been a discussion, then that's going to reinforce the sort of the long arm of the parent from the grave and uh, bedevil the child um, on the other hand, what's interesting is while parents are alive, uh, generally the equality rule is a little different. Um, How so? Parents tend to uh, want to treat each kids according each kid according to their needs while they're alive. So very often you have you know an example of a successful uh, married couple, uh, one child of which is in a family, and the sibling might be a struggling. Uh, single person, and the parent decides to support that uh, person for whatever reason. And and there's a huge difference between um, the lasting impact or damage that a will leaves after a parent is gone than the parent's ability to have a variety of ways of expressing their love for the children while they're alive. It may be that they give financial support to one, but gifts of some sort or support of another Uh, to the other. And so uh, it's much more while the parents are alive to each his own according to their needs as best seen by the parents. Uh, But when the parents leave money to the children, if it's not left equally, which is the norm. By the way, that's only a norm in Western society. You have many societies where you have patrilineal right. uh, descent. Japan, still that's very much in uh, Europe in the olden days where uh, the oldest son uh, would inherit everything and that's, uh, that's a complete different kettle of fish. Uh, although, Completely. interestingly enough, I have friends in Japan and asked uh, one of the women that I know whether she would always want to marry a first son because uh, he was going to inherit the family wealth. And she said, never, I'd always marry the second because when you marry the first son, you inherit the wealth, but you have to take care of the in-laws. <laughs>
1: Oh, man. Wow. All right. Well, that's an interesting place to leave it. Uh, We'll let you deal with the fallout at home from that comment later on. Um, Michael, thank you so much. Would you stick around and take our fun financial quiz? Sure. Great. You stick around, too.
0: This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at viking.com. Hi, this is Paul Jigo, host of the Potomac Watch podcast. Join me and my colleagues every week as we dissect all of the latest happenings in Washington. Check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts and become a subscriber on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and the Google Play Music app.
1: WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. This is Watching Your Wealth from The Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. We're back with Tiger 21's Michael Sonnenfeld, who's ready to take our fun financial quiz, right? Yes. All right. So what's the best financial advice you ever heard?
0: Don't ever personally guarantee anything.
1: Oh, good one. Worst financial advice you ever heard?
0: Believe me, it's going to work out just as it shows on the model.
1: Yeah, right. Fill in the blank money, Ken. Buy
0: money can buy an awful lot of things, but it can't buy friendship, love, uh, or the pleasure of seeing your children mature. Oh,
1: how nice! Fill in the blank: money can't buy. Um, pretty much already. the same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it
0: can't. It can't buy. Uh, it can't buy everything. That's for sure.
1: True. If you want a million dollars after tax, what would you do with it?
0: Um, obviously, if it was my first million, it would be very different than if it was my last million. Uh, I'd like to think uh, I would either invest it wisely or give it away to a charity that could make a a huge difference in the world. Uh, I do think one thing I want to note is when it comes to children, instead of giving them, invest in them. Think of the way you deal with them as not the waterfall from one generation to the next, but a process of maturation and growth that the family capital can invest in
1: love that. Sounds great. Thanks for joining us, Michael. And do you have a personal finance question you'd like us to answer? Email us at podcast at dot com. This has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of The Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at WSJ dot com slash podcast. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. Become a subscriber on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and now look for us on the Google Play Music app on Android devices.
0: The Claude three model family by Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. Haiku is lightning fast and cost-effective. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Learn more at anthropic.com slash Claude.